name of Jesus. I'm going to share what God gave me for the next few minutes. I won't preach long, but I do feel I need to deliver the word of the Lord. The book of Romans chapter number 13, begin with verse number 11. Then knowing the time that now it is high time to wake out of sleep, for now is our salvation nearer than when we believed. The night is far spent, the day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light. Let us walk honestly as in the day, not in rioting and drunkenness, not in chambering and wantonness, not in strife and envying. But put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ and make not provision for the flesh to fulfill the lust thereof. And that knowing the time, that now, everybody say now. I want to preach now. Hallelujah. You can be seated. I'm grateful for the opportunity to deliver the word of the Lord. The pastor's absence, love and appreciate him and his family. And uh, thankful for the work that God's doing here in Modesto. And uh, I give honor to them in their absence and also to Pastor John in his absence. And I know the Lord is doing great things here in Modesto. I, I, uh, I follow the services, and I'm thankful that I, I can tune in and, and watch them after uh, the fact. Um, I'm thankful for what God's doing in our life, and my wife would be here today, and she sends her, her greetings. She is uh, pastoring this morning, hallelujah, in uh, Chowchilla, amen, and uh, she is, uh, I'm grateful for her, uh, her assistance in what we do, and uh, the work of God is an amazing thing. When you get involved in the work of God, it, it's amazing. It's powerful. It's awesome. I'm grateful. We have a service in Chowchilla, Los Banos this morning, this afternoon. We have one in Gustine. And uh, I'm, thankful. I'm thankful for what God's doing. Amen. A lot of times, as pastor of three churches, I, I get the accolades and the pats on the back, but... I, I want to say publicly, I, I couldn't do it. I could never do it by myself. I have a lot of good men that help us and assist us and help us get the job done. I learned a long time ago I can't be everywhere at one time. Hallelujah. And, uh, but I'm thankful for those men that labor with us and help us in doing what God's placed in our heart to do in the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is so amazing, powerful. Hallelujah. When you get involved in the kingdom of God, it will change your life. Amen. It'll change your life. Growing up in the, in the house of God, I, I've heard many years what God is, what God can do in your life when you make yourself available. I heard for many years how God wants to use individuals. I, I've sat in services where God, God moved and the preacher came and preached and challenged us to move into greater dimensions and move into greater levels of God. Challenged us to pray more, to read our Bible, to, to seek God, to pursue God. Amen. Anybody ever been in services like that? Amen. Where you get challenged, you get, you get encouraged to do and step into what God has for your family. As a young man growing up in the church, I've always had a desire to do something for God. I've always had a desire to, to want to be a vessel in the hand of God. I, uh, I, I'm so thankful for the opportunities and the privilege of growing up in a church that, that gave me the tools necessary 
showed me what was possible when you avail yourself to the plan and purposes of God. God will anoint you to fulfill his purpose. Amen. A lot of times we pray for power, we pray for authority, but we need to pray for anointing to fulfill his purpose. Amen. God will anoint you to fulfill his purpose. What's his purpose for your life? What's his purpose for your family? What's his purpose for your ministry? There are great things God wants to do right here in Modesto. I believe, amen, I'm grateful for, for everything that we've experienced in this church and all that God is doing in this church on the corner of 7th and I. We, we've had some glorious encounters in God. We've seen God move in such powerful ways right here on the corner of 7th and I. Amen. We've seen God do it. We've been participants in it. God's hand in favor is on this church and on the leadership of this church. And I believe the best days are right now. Thank God for what he did 20 and 30 years ago. But the best days of the church are right now. Thank God for all that he's accomplished in the years through our elders and, and we give honor and, 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 and thanks to them. But, but I'm telling you, we're standing on their shoulders today and I believe God wants to do greater things now. I don't believe we've had our greatest church service. Hallelujah. See, if we're not careful, we become like the Psalms chapter 1. We become... We become you know, we, we start walking, you know, the Bible says, blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, standeth in the way of sinners. There's that progression, digression, you know, first you're walking, then you're standing, the next thing you're sitting, you're sitting in the seat of the scornful. You know, you've been in serving God a while, so we become critical of what God's doing now. It's not like it used to be. It's not like what we thought. We have our own preconceived ideas of what God's doing now. I believe it's still going to take hunger. I still believe it's going to take passion. I still, it's going to, I still believe God's going to anoint the purpose. But I believe God's equipped this generation to reach its world. Just as God equipped the previous generation to conquer theirs, I believe God's equipped this generation. I believe there's still people in the house of God that are hungry to see God do something right now. Amen. It's not coming down the road. It's right now. There's some young married couples with an anointing on your life. It's time to step up and be what God's called you to be right now. It's time to stand with the man of God and hold his hands up and say, Pastor, I am in agreement with you. I believe we can conquer Modesto. I believe we can take the city right now. Hallelujah. I believe there are answered prayers for prodigals that we've been praying for, that they're on their way. Amen. I believe that we'll pray right now that they'll come. Oh, come on. God's looking for 11th hour workers, and I believe there's some prodigals in this city that God's getting ready to bring back and put an anointing on their life. You've seen it, I've seen it. We've seen people that have been away from God for a number of years making their way back to the house of God. We've seen people that, we have people in our church that have been away from God in the last couple years that were away from God for 30 and 40 years watching God bring them back. It's amazing how God works. 
Amen. I, I have two that came with me today. They're, they're, they're my armor bearers. They're praying. But let me tell you, just about five, ten years ago, they were both backslid. But today they've come and they're being my prayer covering today. Your son or daughter may not be in the house of God today, but God's got a purpose for their life. Don't give up. Don't allow the enemy to lie to you and tell you that it's not going to happen. I've come today to declare God's doing something right now. He's dealing with their heart right now. He's dealing with their mind right now. But the church of the living God has got to rise up now and say, devil, I'm tired of you taking my stuff. I'm tired of you wreaking havoc in my family, in my marriage, in my church. God's doing something right now. There's revival that God's given to the church right now. He's looking for men. He's looking for moms. He's looking for dads. He's looking for people that'll say, here I am. Do it in me right now. What could God do in your life if you stop letting the enemy lie to you and convince you that your past is too, it's too messed up for God to use you now? That your, your son or daughter is too far gone that God can't restore them? Let me tell you, that's a lie of the enemy. The enemy tries to get in your mind, your thoughts, and your spirit and convince you there's no purpose. But let me tell you today, God's anointing the church right now. God's dealing with the prodigal. They're on their way home. They may be in the pig pen today, but God's bringing them home. They're getting ready to come to their self, and they're going to fill this building up. I know this building's getting paid off. I, I believe that God's got something greater. If everyone in this city has been to this church were to come back at one time, this building couldn't hold it. They'd have to put big screens on the outside. Hallelujah. I believe that's the kind of revival God wants to give right now to where our buildings can't contain it. Because the Bible says, now faith is the substance. If we'll have faith to believe God can do it now, not down the road, but right now. You need to get off the seat and stop being a, a scornful person and say, you know what? I believe God wants to do something right now. If all we do is tear down the church and, and say, well, everybody's full of apathy. Nobody wants the gospel anymore. Nobody wants the message anymore. Amen. I, I've been pastoring for 19 years. That's why I got all the gray hair. Hallelujah. And uh, in 19 years of pastoring, I've seen, I've seen people... And you just, you can, you can do everything you want to do to preach to them and nothing moves them. They come in service after service, week after week, and it's like they're content with where they are. Or they're getting their, their career in order, their life in order. They're trying to get all the I's dotted and the T's crossed. And then they're going to give their life to God. God wants to do something in your life right now. God wants to do something in your family right now. You don't need to get your life together to, together to get God. You need God to get saved. 
You need the church to get saved. You need the kingdom of God to change your life. Well, we think, well, I got to get everything cleaned up in my life before I can come to God. No, we need God to get saved. God's what gives us purpose in this life. God's what gives us purpose in the kingdom of God. I don't want to just come to church and be a member. I want to come to church and be a soldier in the kingdom of God. I've got to be an ambassador, ambassador of God's kingdom. There's a world we got to reach. There are people that are lost and on their way to hell. And God's looking for someone that will buy into the message now. I've got to get busy now. I've got to get in the harvest now. I've got to teach a Bible study now. I've got to pray more now. Not down the road, but now. 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 You've got to get that in your spirit now. No one else is going to do it for you. No one else is going to, is going to, is going to do what God's called you to do. You've got to get it in your spirit now. Enough excuses. Well, I don't have the purpose. I'm telling you, we have great church around here. This is a great church to be a part of. I said, this is a great church to be a part of. The hand of God's on this church. The hand of God is on the future of this church. Because the hand of God is on you. And if you'll get busy in the field now. Oh, hallelujah. Now, I'm grateful for the elders and their prayers. I love and honor them. I respect them. I, I'm grateful for everything they've done and everything they've taught us in the, by the lives that they've lived and are living. Hallelujah. I'm telling, let, me, let me tell some, some young married couples in this place today and some young, young people, get alongside the elders. Come alongside them. What is it? What is it that that God has kept you all these years? What is it that's kept you through the through the good, the bad, through through loss, through death, through, through deficit, through all the struggles in life? What's kept you serving God? I, I tell you, it's because they understood the importance of a now moment. They understood the only way we're going to get through this. We got to get a hold of God now. We got to get a hold of God today. Every day of your life has got to be a now moment. I'm getting a hold of God today. God's got something great today. God's got miracles today. God's got revival today. Now. 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 We wait until everything's just right. We're going to wait too long. I learned, I learned, I learned, I'm going to teach you some things today, hallelujah, I learned, I keep saying that a lot, amen, I learned some stuff, hallelujah, that's why I got gray hair, praise God, I learned to disconnect from people that are cynical and critical, that all they want to say is the church is a sinking ship, and nobody loves the message like they love it, I want to disconnect from people like that. I don't need that kind of negativity in my life because I've seen God do too much. I've seen God reach people that are broken. I've seen God do the impossible in situations. I've seen people in cities that have been the domain of the enemy. But when God shows up, he does a now work. 
It doesn't matter what's happened in your life previous. When God gets involved, he does something right now that transforms your future, your thinking. Hallelujah. Amen. Another sign of old age. Got enough glasses to read. Praise God. Second Timothy chapter number three. Timothy is a pastoral epistle. Paul was writing to Timothy, telling him what he was going to face in the last days. We often refer it to the world that we live in. We like to place it on the world. But this was a pastoral epistle. Paul was writing to Timothy about the church at Ephesus. He said, this is no also in the last days. Perilous times shall come. For men shall be lovers of their own selves. Hallelujah. I want what's best for me and my family. I want what's best for me. God, I know you got plans for me, but I want what's best for me. We pray, God, not my will, but your will. But that's really just a cliche in prayer. Because our actions speak something totally different. Jesus said, this generation draws nigh to me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. As a church, we got to understand it's all about him. What does God want to do in my life right now? What does God want to do in my family right now? What is God doing in this season right now? Now. Covetous. Boaster. Oh, my Lord. I get, I get so, uh, Facebook and social media drives me nuts sometimes. Hallelujah. Hashtag, look what, it says hashtag, look what I did, or look what God did, but it's really hashtag, look what I did. Hallelujah. Sometimes. Amen. Not on any of your posts, but amen. Praise God. We can get proudful about what God's doing in our life. We kind of walk around with a little arrogance because now we, we drive nicer cars, live in nicer houses, have nicer things, and we forget where we were when God found us. We forget that some of you were strung out on drugs and alcohol and your marriage was falling apart and your family was dysfunctional and there was nothing good in you, but you came to God, God restored you, God placed you in the church, and God's blessed you abundantly and exceedingly above anything you could ever ask or think. And we can sit in our pews and be pious about the lost, be pious about the broken, be pious about. Let's not forget where God brought us from. Let's not forget the pit God dug us out of. God wants to do something right now. God didn't bless me for me to keep it to myself, but God blessed me so I can be a blessing to the less fortunate, to others. Disobedient to parents. Well, hallelujah. Unthankful. I mean, we got a lot of unthankful, unthankful folks in the church world today. We're, we're constantly looking for something bigger and better and greater and grander. And, and we got to cater to the, to the unthankful sometimes. Well, I don't want so-and-so to get upset with me. I don't want so-and-so. 
Well, I learned a long time ago, I can't please everybody. Sometimes people are going to get mad at you. Sometimes people ain't going to like you. Sometimes people are going to talk about you. Sometimes people ain't going to understand you. But that's not your job as a pastor or leader or a Christian or a child of God. Your family ain't always going to like some of the decisions you make for God when you put God first in your life. Some of them ain't going to understand why you're trying to serve God the way you do. They're going to tell you you're radical, you're extreme. They're going to tell you all those things to try to get you out of the house of God. But can I tell you today, we got to be more thankful for what God's done in our life. we got to be more thankful for what God's done in our life. Unholy. Oh, thank God we got standards and we love them and we live by them. But I'm telling you, there's some people I've seen in the church, I don't care. They got, they got the sleeve down their third knuckle and their skirt down to the floor and their hair all the way down the floor. But they're unholy in their actions, their talk, their communication. They're cynical. They're, they're, they're some of the worst critics of the house of God. God, help us to not forget where we were when God found us. I've got to be holy in action. God wants to do something now. I can read through the other ones and then touch all of them. Verse 4, traitors, heady, high-minded. This last rate, lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. We like our stuff. We like the things God's blessed us with. Sometimes we like, we like the convenience of YouTube because we're more, you know, we're more busy doing other things at the beach on Sunday. Not any of you, you're in church today, thank God, hallelujah. Whereas some, they're out, you know, it's a sunny day, the sun's shining, it hasn't been shining. They're doing yard work, watching YouTube, hallelujah. They're lovers of pleasure. More than lovers of God. Now, I understand people that have to stay home because they're sick. And, you know, that's, that's, that's what it's for, really. Hallelujah. For those that aren't able to attend church. But there's some, there's some that take that, that, have taken that and just, we, we've become so, so ingrained with culture and pleasure and what I want. Hallelujah. But if God's going to do something now in your life, there's some things you've got to let go of and walk away from. And say, I, I don't want anything to do with that. I, I don't want any of that in my life. I don't want any of that. If you've got to disconnect from social media because you spend too much time on it, do what you got to do. Amen. If it's going to keep you out of heaven, the word says, if your hand offends, you cut it off. I, it's, rather to go, it's, rather, it's better to go to heaven maimed than to go to hell whole. There's some things in your life, in this life, you got to walk away from. There's some things the pastor preaches against and preaches about. Amen. Not, not just so he can do it, but he's doing it because he's trying to help some people get to heaven. There's some areas in our lives that we got to submit to the word of God, to the things of God. If God's going to do something now in your life, you got to be willing to say, you know what? I don't need this anymore. I don't need that relationship anymore. It's keeping me out of the house of God. I don't need to be living in sin anymore. I've got to get rid of that. I've got to walk right. I've got to be holy because he's coming back for a bride that's holy. 
without spot and wrinkle. I've got to get my life in order. I've got to get my house in order. I've got to be reverent and fearful of the things of God. I don't want to just come to church to play church. I'm coming to church because I need to be saved. My family's got to be saved. My children got to be saved. My grandchildren have got to be saved. I need God to do something in my life right now. Having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. This is the church world. As long as I can talk in tongues and feel good. As long as I can talk in tongues and be moved by the preaching. But I don't change anything in my life. We have a form of godliness. We come to church on Sunday. We come to church when the doors are open. And we give God his, his allotted time. And the rest of the week, we have nothing to do with God. God, help us, help us to get back to what this is really all about. He told Timothy, this is what you're going to face in the end time. This is what you're going to battle. This is what you're going to be up against. He said, Timothy, but I want to tell you, they're going to be ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. He said, he said, Timothy, it isn't just something that's happened in your generation, but it happened in Moses' generation. When I was trying to get the children of Israel out of Egypt and bring them into the promises that I had set for them, he said, Jannies and Jambres withstood them. He said, but they proceeded no further for their folly shall be made manifest unto all men. There's going to come a point in time when our form of godliness is going to stop. And the real church is going to stand up. I'm preaching today. I don't want to just be a part of a church. But I want to be a part of a kingdom that's not of this world. I don't want to just have a form of godliness. But I need the power of God to be working in my life every day of my life. I need a now moment every day. I need God to work. I need God to move. Bible tells Timothy, but evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. This is the word that he told Timothy. But continue thou in the things which thou hast learned and hast been assured of, knowing of whom thou hast learned them. And that from a child thou hast known the holy scripture, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. There comes a point you can't go by what you feel. I remember Bishop preached that. I, I remember one young man got up and testified. I won't say his name, but he got up and testified, talking about how he went to a certain church, and he, he began to say, oh, they got God. And, uh, and uh, he was saying how, you know, he was, he was, he was beyond, he was beyond, and, 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 they, and they may have, Hallelujah. Bishop wanted to kind of set, set something straight there. And he, he said, look, he said, just because you can go to a place and feel God. You go to the bar and feel God. Some of you God dealt with you on the bar stool. Some of you get drunk and you tell everybody about what God did and how God is. and Nobody liked to be around you because you start talking about God. Hallelujah. They're like, what are you doing here? Hallelujah. You can feel God at the bar. God can convict you. you. I mean, you can be anywhere and feel God. But what matters is what are they preaching? 
Paul told Timothy, hey, you're going to run into people. They're going to they're have a form of godliness. They're going to look like they dot all the I's and cross all the T's. They're going to look like they got everything right. But Paul told Timothy, but you got to go back to the word. What does the word say? What does the word teach? Because heaven and earth is going to pass away, but his word is going to stand forever. I want to build my life on a sure rock. Jesus said, he that heareth these words of mine and doeth them, not just hear them, but doeth them, shall be like a man that built his house upon a rock, that when the wind came, when perilous times came, when trouble came, when adversity came, when difficulty arose, I made up my mind, I've got my house built on a rock. And that rock is Jesus I believe that we're in a season where God is trying to awaken his body. He's trying to get us in alignment with what he's doing. Because God is trying to shine light into darkness, but his bride's asleep. We're busy with the cares of life. We're busy with just doing what we do, living our life, pursuing the American dream. Hallelujah. We're just trying to, we're just trying to pursue happiness. And we forget and neglect God's kingdom. Hallelujah. A few years ago, I was in a, in a place where I was, I was talking to God, and God was talking to me, and I was dealing with an individual and, and, and just stuff, and things were happening, and I was, said, God, how, how, can, how can someone just give up and, 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 and kind of just forget there's a world that needs to be reached driving the cities and my heart is moved at times because there's no church. I'm driving the communities and my heart is grieved because oh my God, there, there's so much, there's so much yet to do. So many people we haven't reached. So many families that have yet to be affected and introduced to the gospel of Jesus Christ that can change their life. We sit here this morning with a message that could change the world. But we're so consumed with our own interests and our own pursuits that God's doing everything he can to awaken the church and say, I want to do it right now. It's not down the road. It's right now. He saved the best for now. He saved the best for now. Thank God for the book of Acts and what they did, but we're going to see greater things now. We're going to experience greater outpourings of the Holy Ghost now.
Let's stand. My wife and I were at a place several years ago that we were, we had come to a crossroads in our ministry. And we were in the West Valley, Gustine, and we just felt like we had given everything that we could give and we had nothing else left to give. And uh, I remember calling pastor in that season and I was just saying, I, I don't know what to do. I just want to be a good saint. <laughs> I'll just go sit on a pew and be a good saint and just love God and love the kingdom of God and because the responsibility of reaching people it gets heavy at times responsibility of trying to get people to heaven when you preach it's like you can't do anything to move them I was like God I've done all I can do and the enemy attacks your family you're there broken don't know what to do God reminds you that he's anointed you for a purpose despite how you feel I remember my wife, I love her so dearly. She, uh, you're gonna lose it mentally, emotionally. We were spent. Preacher, pastor, supposed to always have a word. I had nothing. Walked into the room. She was in front of the dresser in a ball, sweeping uncontrollably. I was like, God, is this? What you called me to do? Hugged her. I wept. And I just said, I don't know how. God is going to get us through this. don't know how I can't see down the road I remember going into my room closing the door and saying God I need you right now my family 
need you right now. My children need you right now. My wife needs you right now. Those now moments in your life are moments that you'll never forget because they're moments where faith interacts with your brokenness. You've got to come to a place in your life where you understand I can't do this in my own strength. I can't carry the burden of getting my family to heaven in my own ability. I need God right now. In my family right now, I need God right now. I believe there are people here that God is simply putting a word in your mind now. Today is the day of salvation. Now is the appointed time. I feel the Holy Ghost in this place. It's drawing people. I wonder if you would be willing to step out from where you are and make your way to this altar and just say, God, my family, my church, my children, we need you right, right now, God. This is a now moment in your life and in your family. I need God right now. Some of you need miracles in your life right now. Some of you didn't get a good doctor's report. You need God right now. God's here to do miracles in your life and family right now. Come on, yield to what you feel. Allow the Holy Ghost to make intercession through you today. Right now. Come on, God's elevating people right now. God's been dealing with you. God's been working on you. God's been pulling on you. Come on, he's in this building right now. He's in this building right now. Oh, can you feel him today? Can you feel his presence today? Come on, a broken and a contrite heart, God won't turn away. I need you right now, God. Our city needs you right now. There's a broken world that needs you right now, God. Our sons and daughters, they need you right now. Come on, he saved the best for now. He saved the best in your life for right now.
God to cover the depths of your soul. I know you've been through some stuff, but God's built you for this moment right now. I know you've been walking through some valleys, but God's built you for this moment right now. You're here to help reach the world now. Come on, that's it. Surrender to what you feel. Come on, allow God to mend that brokenness. Allow God.